Well, it's been pretty hard to avoid the news over the past 24 hours that the FBI searched the home of former U.S. President Donald Trump in Florida. It's been ricocheting around government, politics, and the U.S. today. Agents searched Trump's Mar-a-Lago estate as part of an investigation into whether he took classified records from the White House. Now, the White House today is trying to distance U.S. President Joe Biden from the news of the FBI raid, saying Biden not been briefed in the run-up or aftermath of the search. Questions are being raised on how much the president knew and when and why the Justice Department decided to take such a drastic step. White House Press Secretary Karen Jean-Pierre says Biden is not getting involved in any Justice Department activity. He believes in the rule of law, in the independence of of the Justice Department investigations, that those investigations should be free from political influence, and he has held that commitment as president. Now, there are multiple federal laws governing the handling of classified records and sensitive government documents, including statutes that make it a crime to remove such material and retain it at an unauthorized location. Trump's son, Eric, who is vice president of the Trump Organization, says his father is being targeted. They slandered him. They belittled him. You know, they went after him. They went after all of us. There's no family in American history that has taken more arrows in the back than the Trump family. Eric Trump. Um, Late today, U.S. Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell released a statement saying the country deserves a thorough and immediate explanation of what led to the events of Monday. Attorney General Garland and the Department of Justice should already have provided answers to the American people and must do so immediately. So a lot to unpack here. Thomas Schwartz is a distinguished professor of history and a professor of political science at Vanderbilt University in Nashville who studies and writes about the presidency. And he joins me now. Thank you so much for your time. Well, thank you very much for having me on the program. Well, this has been quite, to put it mildly, quite the firestorm. Um, Just to go back to what could possibly be the basis of this, uh, what do we now understand about what would have led the FBI to Mar-a-Lago yesterday? Well, I don't think we really know yet. Um, We do have this, the the surface explanation that is being given is that it has to do with violations of the Presidential Records Act and the presence, or at least the the continued holding by the, uh, pre- the former president of classified documents, of, of uh, materials that needed to be returned to the National Archives that um, were not being stored properly, this sort of thing. And that's, that's the only story we have right now. And um, it's, it's a little bit hard to completely take it on face value, but that's what they're saying. Yeah, I mean, it feels like there's a real big missing piece of a puzzle here somewhere. It's just hard to figure out with all the investigations going on what puzzle it is. Now, I mean, we've used, we all, you know, the term unprecedented has been thrown around a lot of late. Uh, mm-hmm. but, but this mm-hmm. was, in, historically at least, is in modern times, unprecedented. Yes, it, it, it's, it's very much, I mean, uh, the, the closest you can get to it is to go back to the Nixon period. And that's really very different uh, because the president's... Uh, a home was never searched. Uh, the idea that he had taken anything uh, with him uh, was he was prevented from doing so, in fact. And uh, uh, he was pardoned so quickly afterwards that there was no criminal investigation and no such searching of his uh, premises. But, yes, this is unprecedented. It, 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 it does. I mean, there's been so much over the, the Trump years and post that have been uh, different, to put it mildly. Um, yes. And, and, you, and, you, and you've mentioned that in an article. You did an interview with the Associated Press where you said something quite similar. What, I mean, you're a long student of, of presidencies. What is going on here? I mean, it doesn't seem like record keeping or at least records taking away would warrant this sort of reaction, but here we are. 
Yes, and I think I think this goes to the particular circumstances of Donald Trump and the the January 6th events and also the fact that Trump has really not conceded the 2020 election. He did not accept the transfer of power um, gracefully. <laughs> That's putting it mildly, I guess. He did not accept that he lost. And I think in that, in the context of both the riot of, of January 6th and Trump's refusal uh, to accept defeat and to attend the inauguration of his, his successor, um, that has created a situation in which he is looked at, I think, by the agencies of the government with deep suspicion. And so I think there may have been an attempt here uh, to find if there was more evidence of his complicity with the January 6th uh, riot, um, other types of evidence of, of possible uh, misbehavior or uh, criminal behavior. Um, so I, I think there is there's more to it here, and it has to do, I think, with the unprecedented uh, fact of, of the refusal to accept the results of the last election. Because I understand that the reasons for the search are still under, are sealed. We don't know what they were. We, don't, not we don't know. We only know the, the story that is being told, um, and that is why a number of people are asking for full transparency on this. Uh, the Justice Department doesn't want to provide that now and doesn't believe it has to. Uh, but I think in the political conditions that are existing uh, right now, I think it would probably be best if they did provide a fuller story about what they were looking for. Yeah, I mean, uh, obviously nature loves a vacuum, right? And here in the vacuum has been well filled the last 24 hours I've seen. Um, you know, uh, it, it would seem to make sense that the Justice Department, if they could, could provide some more details about exactly why the FBI went into the home of the former president, regardless of how, uh, you know, how rule bending he can be. Yes. Yeah. No, I I really do think think that this would be uh, for a lot of reasons in terms of, of uh, all the all the divisions within our country, the polarization and the rest, that they at least attempt to explain their actions. Otherwise, the actions seem and can be presented by the opposition and by Trump and, and others. I mean, this is the interesting thing politically to watch here is that Republicans and some mainstream Republicans who had been flirting with uh, the idea of someone other than Donald Trump uh, in the next election have all rallied now behind him. And so it's had the effect of probably strengthening him, which I'm not sure that that was the intention, of course, of the raid. No, I wouldn't think so. It's interesting how he's managed to turn this uh, this into a bit of an opportunity, a fundraising opportunity, too. Were you surprised that the White House, um, that they were sort of, today they were coming out to say quite publicly that uh, the president hadn't been briefed about this, was not aware of this. Uh, was that a surprise at all? Well, this is one of those points where if I was in the White House, in a way he would be damned if he did and damned if he didn't. Uh, in effect... If he had known about it, of course, most of the responsibility, then it would be seen as something Joe Biden did, and it would be put into this context of, of persecuting his opponent from the previous election. Not knowing about it makes him look incompetent and uh, befuddled and uh, the type of thing that has become the stereotype of Joe Biden not really being fully in charge of his White House. So I'm not sure which stereotype was worse for him on this one. Uh, I think it would have been better had he been briefed and been able to say the Justice Department alerted me they were going to do it, but I had no role in, in setting it up. That would have been the response I think I would have advised, not uh, that, that he was completely ignorant. Yeah, because because this then 
layer, you know, there's yet another layer of, well, what's going on? You know, I mean, right. the, the, as you in charge. Yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. And, and when the FBI goes in, it doesn't matter if, you know, Donald Trump, clearly a controversial figure, but it's still the FBI going into his house and he's still the former president. You know, there's, yeah. there's a lot at stake here. You would think there would be a, you know, a full explanation. Here's why we were there. Here's what we were doing and here's why it was. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And I, I, I think this is adding to a sort of sense that the administration is, uh, you know, I think going back to Afghanistan, uh, not very competent in handling things. And, uh, you know, they've had a string of successes in the last week, but that doesn't hide the, the impression that they don't really have people in charge and that they're not really thinking things through. Uh, I was we're, after the break, well, I was going to ask you about what the political implications of this could be. You've touched on them uh, already, but just quickly, I mean, as you've surveyed the landscape today, it, for you know, in Canada at least, it's just a reminder that any stone thrown into that polarized pond of American politics causes an unpredictable ripple effect. And I think we're seeing that today. On you know, it's just who have you been surprised at? Who's been talking? And who hasn't been talking? I guess I've been. I, I have not really been. Well, I, I am a little surprised by how quickly um, the Republicans have, have sort of lined up behind Trump. Um, I guess I'd underestimated um, the, the optics of this, how bad it looks and how much that has allowed people like Kevin McCarthy and others to uh, now uh, sound very strident in defense of, of, uh, of the former president. And I guess uh, for that reason, I think uh, as a political action, this is is really something that uh, is is very harmful because I think there was a sense that perhaps people were, as a result of the January six hearings, uh, that they were beginning to sour on Trump more, and this seems now to have revitalized him in a very strong way. Our guest is Thomas Schwartz. He's a distinguished professor of history and a professor of political science at Vanderbilt University in Nashville, who studies and writes about the presidency. We're speaking about the FBI raid on Mar-a-Lago, the uh, home of Donald Trump, former President Donald Trump yesterday, ostensibly at least, as far as we know, uh, related to uh, to documents, to classified documents that would have allegedly gone missing or weren't or were being stored in a unclassified place that had been taken away from the White House. But we don't know exactly what happened. Uh, what we do know is there hasn't been a lot of explanation coming up. Again, we've talked a bit about what the political impact could be. Um, how does this reshape perhaps the race for 2024? Could it have any impact on the midterms? We'll talk about that coming up. Thomas Schwartz is with us. He's a distinguished professor of history and professor of poli-sci at Vanderbilt University in Nashville, who studies and writes about the presidency. We're talking about the FBI's raid of Donald Trump's Florida home Mar-a-Lago yesterday. Ostensibly, we believe, uh, due to looking for classified documents that have been taken away uh against the rules. We don't know that to be true. Uh, one thing that is obviously true is that uh, the former president has seized this opportunity to uh, to make more uh, noise about running again in 2024. There was a campaign-style ad last night about it's time to start talking about the greatness for our country again, uh, which sounds very familiar, needless to say. So, do, do, I mean, broader picture, because, of course, we're so used to these things happening, these unprecedented things happening, and then within two news cycles, they're gone. Uh, do you think this one has any staying power? Um, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. But I saw the campaign ad that Trump did, and I was struck by one thing in it, that for one of the first times, the, the most of the ad, in fact, there was very little about his what had been his constant uh, emphasis on the stolen election and, and uh, the, the idea that he had been robbed. 
And that was one of the criticisms that many Republicans had, is that he was looking back uh, rather than looking forward. And I think in that sense, this might allow him uh, to uh, sort of change the narrative on on why he'd run again and uh, put it more in terms of the going after the the uh, the big the the uh, administrative state the uh, uh, the deep state and and that so I think there's that there's that uh, that you can already see happening that you know changing some of the tone of what might be his 2024 campaign. Uh, I mean the man that's often talked about uh, if if not Trump is Ron DeSantis he came out quite vociferously mm-hmm. as well yesterday at least uh, talking about the weapon using similar language I don't know how much he was right. defending. But it happened on his turf, too, by the way. Right, right. Not to, not to put, uh, do you think, where do you see DeSantis in all this? He has kind of a delicate uh, tightrope to walk here, doesn't he? He does. He does. And I think seeing him come out and support, though, also creates this. Uh, this is something that is, uh, uh, you know, DeSantis was benefiting, I think, from the idea that he seemed to be talking about the issues Republicans cared about. Um, in a way that Trump wasn't, in that Trump was emphasizing so much his, his uh, anger about the election. And so this, this issue serves as a way of, uh, has reunited, you might say, Republicans in this sort of stout opposition to, uh, to the Democrats. And uh, it, it, it also means that they may uh, use this election in the uh, midterms um, or this, this event in the midterms. So it might have more staying power than the usual events surrounding Trump, which you're correct, usually disappear after a couple of media cycles. Lots of talk, though, about, you know, the weaponization of U.S. government agencies, and that doesn't Mm -hmm. necessarily bode very well. You know, uh, Merrick Garland was already being sort of summoned by the the House Minority Leader uh, yesterday Mm -hmm. on Twitter. It it doesn't bode well for what might happen should uh, power change hands in the midterms. It sounds like it it might be a very bad two years, uh, period, in terms of the fights between Congress and the White House. It, it could be. I mean, you're not in the midterms. You're still, though, not talking about a full scale change. Uh, the Senate's mm-hmm. going to be far closer and that that could remain in Democrats hands. So I'd be much more confident there that they might hold that than the House. And the president will still have, have his authority. So I don't I think you will see a lot of House investigations if the Republicans take the House. You will see them try and investigate. But I think what we're looking at probably is gridlock for two years until the 2024 election, if you do see that change. Joe Biden, I mean, obviously from Canada, we've been watching him a lot. Does he does he stay? Does he run again? Um, I cannot see that. I mean, I, I simply can't. And um, the the thing that would the, the only reason the Democrats would renominate him might be a fear that they 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 could not beat Trump with anyone else, um, that Biden somehow uh, is the only person. And there are polls, of course, that I, know, I think you know of that show that Biden, although many in the party don't want him to run, they were, he still defeats Trump. He still defeats Trump in the uh, polling in the election. So he might be the one Democrat who could still hold the party together and defeat Trump and win enough of the votes uh, of, of uh, the small number of people who are not uh, committed to one side or the other. So uh, in that sense, uh, Trump's ascendancy might be the reason Biden stays or, or does try to run again. Well, just when you think you could potentially predict, maybe think what might happen uh, in American politics, it all gets thrown on its head <laughs> once again. Uh, that, uh, yes, yeah. 
<laughs> Thomas Schwartz, thank you so much for clarifying some of that for a Canadian audience. I appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me.